0: Jeepers, Cripes it's the Cripes Cast. So roll out the barrel and get the band brewing. Life's got you down just keep her moving. Hey everyone, welcome to the Cripes Cast presented by Wisconsin's favorite soda, The Jolly Good. My guest this week is Taylor Kalmus, aka Dude Dad Taylor has really made a name for himself doing comedic videos in the parenting space and of course he and I have done a bunch of videos together including husbands at target the ikea husbands how ikea was invented borrowing tools and neighbors in quarantine. Taylor is from South Dakota and what I like about his story is is how he tried doing the LA thing. You know, he went there, he did classes, he had some success but not a ton and it wasn't until he really dove into the Dad niche that his videos took off and he built a brand for himself, and it's similar to my path in that I dove into Wisconsin in the Midwest. It's a really cool story, and I think it gives a lot of people, you know, sort of perspective and and maybe a roadmap for how they can develop their brand. Social media just gives so many different options for people to create stuff and not have to rely on the traditional means of getting an agent and and getting on, you know, this show to then get into that show. So it it just really I think puts the ball in your court as a creator. Anyway, very interesting conversation. We also talk about dad stuff, Midwest stuff, me falling off my mountain bike. So I think you're really gonna enjoy this conversation. I also have to mention that I'm an idiot and uh, didn't make sure my batteries were charged on my microphone recorder. So toward the end of this, when you hear a change in my microphone, that's because we're using the Zoom audio because again, I'm an idiot. Just want to make sure everyone's clear on that. Also, if you like the podcast, don't forget to give it a rating and leave a comment. Love hearing what you have to say. Okay, without further ado, here's my conversation with Taylor Kalmus, aka Dude Dad. <laughs>
1: Hey, thanks for having me. I feel like that's what you gotta say every time someone has you in a podcast. Hey, thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for having me on this Zoom call. Really, what kind of a cup is that? What kind of a cup are we drinking on today? Uh, This is my Rad Dad cup. Rad Dad. Ooh, is that for sale uh, in the merch uh, deal? No, no.
1: Actually, uh, Rad Dad, when I first started my channel, I wanted to call it Rad Dad, but but was smart enough to know that like everyone was using it for everything at that point. So I was like, what can I do that's close to Rad Dad but isn't Rad Dad? And that's how I came up with Dude Dad.
0: I feel like Rad Dad's a very 80s dad thing, like very breakfast yeah. club dad deal. So it's probably – a good Dude is very millennial. Rad is very Gen X.
1: Yeah, for sure. But like if you – like I follow the just Instagram handle Rad Dad and it's very – skateboarder, uh, extreme sports related, which is like how I always originally saw myself. But then as I started into it, realized that most of my content didn't have anything to do with that. So that wasn't really where I was headed anyway.
0: But- That's kind of interesting because uh, you, I feel like you don't do a lot of uh, extreme sport type stuff yourself on your channel, but you're really good at all that. Like I, I yeah. when I was, when we were doing the IKEA video um and for those who don't know i was um basically <clears throat> driving across country at the time and so i stopped oh. in colorado and we shot a couple videos and after we shot the tools video um taylor was actually getting um uh, he was getting a little anxious i could tell toward the end of that shoot and he was kind of annoyed and i was like where's this coming from i was like where is this coming from And then uh, he's like, we got to I could tell you wanted to get that last scene shot quickly. You know, the sun was going down and I thought it was the sun. Maybe you wanted to, like, get the lighting right. No, that wasn't it. He was like, "Okay, I got to go do a couple jumps with my kid. Uh, And then you and Theo just went off that jump that you (laughs) built in your cul-de-sac. And he, by the way, is a better mountain biker than I am. And he's like, what was what he? Three, four? How old he's, is
1: he? He's almost
0: five. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was close. But enough. yes, he's definitely
1: better than you. I saw <laughs> okay, your video. Okay. <laughs> I've, is that video online somewhere? Of yeah, you? I put it
0: on TikTok. I put okay. It on TikTok.
1: Yeah. So, so we'll go back to that. But yeah, okay. go go first. Check out Charlie's total wreck um well i didn't pull up
0: i didn't pull up and that's what you're telling theo you're telling Theo. i learned more about mountain biking but in that like 20 minute stretch of you teaching theo how to go off a jump than i have my entire (laughs) life but you know i i was i never had like a real solid mountain bike growing Mm. up like i had like a huffy you know, which was a nice yeah. it was a nice bike, but it's not no, one you're gonna go Okay. It was nice for me at the time. And then I got into like being a bike mechanic. So I worked there. Oh at, yeah. Yeah, so I worked there. So and then um i did that for five years too oh really at shields
1: i worked for shields for five years no way
0: i was wheel and sprocket so uh and i was willy bikes also but uh so were you a bike builder i was never that good Mm -hmm. i mean so i started off as a bike builder and i did some like actual mechanic work but i wasn't like i was young and not that great
1: my favorite bike uh bike mechanic story ever is like because it was Shields, so it's like big box store. You get all kinds of people coming through there. So it's not just like the bike junkies. It's like the families and stuff too. Yeah. And this this dad comes in and he's all pissed off. He's like, I just bought this bike, you know, last week and the brakes, the brakes don't even work anymore and blah, 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 blah. And yeah. he wheels it in and I, I take one look at it. He's complaining about the front brake. And I take one look at it and... I can tell that the handlebars have been spun around like two or three times. <laughs> so the cable's all tight. And I just yeah. like turn the handlebars around and go, Kick,ick,ick. yep, there you go. And I hand it back to him. <laughs> I made him feel like such an idiot. But he deserved it because he came in with all hot. Like, you didn't this bike is no good and blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, you're you just turn the handlebars around. You got it all messed up.
0: You know, that is the it's kind of like bike mechanics are in the same vein as call center people at some point. Like people just want to come in and take out all their life issues on you. You know, like like you are the one person in their life they can like look down upon in some way or like feel like they have a leg up because they spent like two hundred dollars on a Huffy. I take Uh that back one hundred twenty five dollars on a Huffy. Yeah, there you Um, go but and shields but that shields didn't have like good bikes did it It, it no i did yeah oh, no really? Shields
1: has. i mean it has entry level stuff all the way up to some pretty pretty nice bikes um but then like people would bring their bikes in just to get them tuned there too so we had a lot of bikes that weren't from shields that we would work on and it was also it wasn't just bikes it was like a ski and snowboard shop in the winter we would sharpen ice skates um huh. but like man on those like week nights it was always really slow back there so a lot of times we would just hang out and like listen to metal and <laughs> and hide from the managers the managers would always be coming around and be like oh look busy and we like literally like the, the joke was is if you you just put a bike in the bike stand and as soon as like a manager come by you would start turn the crank the wheels <laughs> start spinning <laughs> the wheels
0: yep still uh still in true yeah um so yeah we used to do actually bike tosses in the back alley like there would be there would always be some bad bike that someone brought in and they wanted Uh, to like you know get rid of it or whatever and the bike was not usable in any way shape or form one i think fell off the back of a truck so we would have um like kind of you know shot put except with bikes so that's probably why my back is so messed up today you're very talented when it comes to innovating things, designing things and creating things. Like yeah. your video recently of turning that that car into the uh, Back to the Future car was yeah, the, what, DeLorean. the DeLorean. That was so cool. And it's like, what I appreciate about you and your videos is it's not just a comedic video, but the actual DIY stuff is like a whole art form in and of itself. Yeah. Where did that come from? Thank you.
1: Um, uh, it did come a lot from
0: uh, from the bike mechanic
1: stuff, and if you if you watch my builds closely, you'll see I use a lot of bike parts in a bunch of my different builds because it's things because it, I just know it, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of different things you can do with bike parks. There's because there's so many different mechanical. Um, pieces to them. So yeah, I I worked as a bike mechanic for five years. And I think that really helped hone in my ability to like, look at something, see how it works, and sort of reverse engineer it, you know. Um, But then I also worked as a carpenter all throughout high school and college, I was framing houses with a couple of friends of mine. And that's where I learned a lot of that stuff. But it's funny, because like, back then, I was just some kid, who needed to make some money, right? And my brother and I used those skills to build our own bike ramps and stuff like in, uh, we started building ramps when we were like 12, but by the time I was in uh, high school, we had a 40 foot by 40 foot bowl built in my dad's cattle lot that we would ride our bikes on. Just this, it was massive, it was huge. And every time like my dad would have friends over to go pheasant hunting, everyone would be like, hey Larry, what the hell's that <laughs> you know <laughs> and then my dad would be like hey boys show them what you do and we'd have to go out and like put on a little like uh, uh demo for like all these
0: random dudes in blaze orange while they're sitting there drinking drinking beers and uh yeah they're they're s-
1: throwing back bush lights and buds and and we're
0: like out on our ramp like you know, doing three sixties. <laughs> so you grew up in uh, South Dakota, and uh, what did your dad teach you how to do? Any of that stuff? Is your dad a handy guy? Yeah, himself? my dad.
1: Yeah, my dad actually uh, sells uh, construction equipment for a living, so he yeah. always had access to a lot of sweet tools too. Like if he didn't own it, he could bring it home from the store to demo it or whatever. So he was always doing all kinds of projects and stuff. But my mom was really my mom is the uh ideas woman like she's the one that had all the ideas like i definitely credit her a lot for my you know uh creative mind because i look back and all the projects that she did when we were kids and and even now still like she always just like come up with this idea and then just like head down nose to the grindstone until it's done usually like with my dad alongside her, you know, he she would like pull him in and be like, this is what we're doing, and
0: he'd be like, okay. <laughs> yeah, you you definitely have a good mix of that. Uh, I'm trying to think, what was the first video that we did? Was it IKEA? It was when we went to it IKEA, was the, right? The first IKEA, yeah. The first, a first husband's IKEA. every every husband in IKEA. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then so that video, I think that was more like, uh, let's write a bunch of jokes, go to Ikea and try not to get kicked out. And we we were there. (laughs) We were there three minutes before they asked us to leave.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And we're like, uh, we're like, yep, we'll we'll totally leave. And we just went to a different section and shot for another four hours.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we did. We did. And it was. It was like, a, what would we call? Oh, we called all the workers there. We would say we had a code name. It was Meatballs, Meatballs. If, <laughs> I
1: forgot about that. Yeah, and it,
0: meatballs, Meatballs. Yeah, if, yeah. If you look at, we should do an outtakes of that of just us saying Meatballs, you know, like delivering a line <laughs> and, and midway yeah. through the line, oh, Meatballs, Meatballs, Meatballs. meatballs. And yeah.
1: Know. Well, I lo- what I love about that video too um, is like, A, we didn't really know each other at all yet and we just went in and that's like the hardest video at least for me that's one of the hardest videos to shoot is when you do something in public like that you know yeah so you know to shoot something with somebody you don't know very well yet in public and you know you're trying to be funny this whole time and stuff you are trying to get your shots but there's like people around and you've already been kicked out there's so much (laughs) pressure so much pressure in that but um and then of course like As every video we shoot, like we get done and you go like, I don't think we have enough stuff.
0: I know. I know. (laughs) We almost went back to Ikea. We almost uh, went back. Thankfully, we we figured out how to just edit just enough to make it funny enough. And uh, that was also, we shot that in Los Angeles because you were living in L.A. for a number of years. We'll get to that Mm -hmm. in a second. But in L.A., like which i have lived in twice in my life i've lived in la twice in my life and when you go somewhere in la like going to the ikea i think it was probably like 20 miles from my place but it was a good hour and 15 minute drive because the traffic there is totally miserable (laughs) so it was like it was like that was such a commit that's probably why we didn't just you know call it quits after they told us to leave it was like no i put i we're here. We're doing this. Yeah. You know, I'm not gonna go sit in traffic with nothing well, to show for y- it.
1: You remember the backup plan was like, well, if we get kicked out of here, we got to go to the Bellflower IKEA. Yeah, <laughs> so- I was like,
0: no, this is not happening. We're gonna, and we, <laughs> we just get kicked out of there too. Um, yeah. But that that mix of uh, creativity and sort of uh, nose to the grindstone type thing, I think that really came into play during the husbands of Target video, which was taylor's idea and i'll be honest when when you first pitched me on the idea um husbands of target i was like okay this might work and then and then we shoot it and uh we had to go back to do a few shoots and i did we get asked to leave that parking lot too no 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 one we no one ever kicked us out of that out of the
1: target parking lot what happened was an employee took her break in her car right near us and got on her phone and oh. everybody started freaking out that she was calling the cops. <laughs> and I was like, guys, we have no evidence that she's calling the cops. It's right. just an it's just an employee in her car on her phone. Let's keep shooting until, you know, I until think, we actually
0: have to leave. I think Miles started that conspiracy theory. I think that was Miles. Well, we'll, I'm we'll, going to blame Miles. Yeah. I, I like yeah. to blame Miles for pretty much everything uh, that goes (laughs) wrong. That's easy
1: enough. I don't think it would have been Penn because Penn is so even keeled. And like, he's a lot of fun to work with in public because he doesn't care at all. Like,
0: he pulls people into- He could care a little bit more.
1: He could (laughs) care a little bit more. But like, when you work with, when you shoot with Penn in public, first off, he gets recognized a lot and as soon as he gets recognized he uses it as a way to pull people into the shoot so that we can have a better shoot with like all these like extras and these little bits with like random strangers so like he did that a lot when we were shooting the Disney thing cuz people like cuz Disney is like his his people all these young kids and and parents and stuff so every time somebody recognizes him, you go, Oh, hey, hey, come here. Hey, let's do this thing where you like turn the bubble wand on and it blows bubbles in my face. And like, and, <laughs> all right, pen. and he's going for it. It's awesome.
0: That's great. Yeah. And when, when I go out with Miles, um, uh, he always gets recognized more than I do. So uh, everyone's like, I, I, I feel like I've held the camera for like five different selfies people have asked to take, you know, and it's <laughs> no. like, Hey, Hey, am I, I'll take that. I'll take that. No, no big deal. And that's uh, funny. Cause it's I hilarious. think,
1: I think he would say the exact opposite.
0: Uh, I don't, um, I don't know. It's Cause we had a conversation
1: one time, uh, we'll go into that later. We'll go into that later. Um, but uh, go
0: into it now. What was the conversation?
1: (laughs) Well, we were talking about like what I find really cool about knowing you guys is that we're all sort of on this ride together, right? That Mm -hmm. like we're experiencing all these new things together as our pages grow and stuff. And we have these, even just that, the experience of getting recognized in public, like, I don't have any other friends that i can talk to about that and have a conversation of like what's that like how does that feel what does that do to your head what does that do to your relationships all that kind of stuff but we are talking about like as you become more recognizable and people get to know you better through your videos they they have they they form that like relationship through these videos with you that they like you they like you right is therefore they start to like what you do. So no matter what you put up, they're more apt to watch it because you've you've already sold them on who you are and what you do. So they're like, you don't have to win them over every single video. So I was was talking with him about that of like how, you know, eventually we're going to get to that point where it's going to be easier to get views because we've already sold people on our brand and who we are and what we do. Right. And he was saying, I think Charlie already has that.
0: Is that his is that his low key, low key way of saying like some of my videos are garbage and they're going to get views anyway? See Don't that's the take way I'm it taking that it. Way. That's the Do way. Do not take it, it that
1: way. All he was saying is he thinks you're more famous
0: than he is. Well, I appreciate that. I, yeah. This is
1: this is our podcast. This yeah. is not about Miles.
0: <laughs> no. I, I my, well, I'm trying to think if when Miles came on if if we talked about you at all, we probably did probably um, did it, it no we we def, we talk about you a lot actually yeah because uh for that for the target reason where like a lot oh, of yeah. times you'll send over an idea and we'll both be like mm, this this could work you know this is this is fine mm-hmm. this is kind of, and then within the first hour it has like a million views and both of us are just like i can't believe it i cannot believe it <laughs> <laughs> that, <laughs> that one was that so one.
1: much fun i just that remember that big. day yeah let's talk about the target thing because i think that's a lot i mean that's what most of us even get recognized for now or like when you stop and talk to somebody they're like that target that yeah, was the target I video I've,
0: I've worked on so many videos in my life and the one video everybody uh brings up is the one that you came up with the idea for so if you <laughs> want to so see my funny in
1: it though if you like, want to see
0: my ego put in place that's it right there
1: No, but like that video, 100% would not be the video it is without all of you guys, because it's just like everyone brought their own little thing to the table. Um, but one of the things I will say about like working with you and I've told you this before, so you already know this, but like, you're always so much funnier to me when I'm editing than on the day. And that's that sounds like a dig, but it's not a dig. It's just that like I don't catch all the subtleties and stuff of of your acting until I'm watching it on the screen, and then I can see it all. Um, And because I think a lot of times when I'm directing too, I get very in my head about like, oh, this is what the thing is, this is what the joke is, and then I watch you back on the screen, and I and like you have how am I going to say this? Because this is going to be a really good soundbite for you. Yeah, like, no, like that's what I'm working yeah. I,
0: I'm all I'm already editing as you're talking. I'm like, okay, we'll cut this out, this out. Let's just get to the part where he compliments me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so you do a really good acting on the inside, right? Like when I watch you on screen, I can tell that you're actually thinking about what you're saying. You're not just saying the words that were given to you. You're thinking and feeling whatever your character's going through, which is mm. another which is just another way of saying that you're a good actor because that's what good actors do is they're actually like are living in the moment in that character. They're not just like saying, thinking this will be funny and saying shit well
0: yeah thanks for saying that and i think that's probably interesting to anybody listening who is thinking about doing acting or anything like that but uh a good tip which i don't know if you can just go in and do it but i've I've got a lot of improv experience as you do which is why Mm -hmm. it's a lot of fun to do videos with you but if you sort of internalize you know, your character and and you sort of just become that character and you you get into that. And then all of a sudden, all your actions are like a move that that character would make. Um, Yeah. And I don't think I'm really explaining that well. I'm not a really well-trained actor. By the way, let's talk about that. So you're a South Dakota kid who builds ramps and mountain bikes while your dad and his friends have a couple, two-tree beers and uh, watch you probably fall. That's what they're all waiting for, (laughs) by the way. They're just waiting for one of you to fall. Let's see if he
1: cuts his head open.
0: (laughs) So how do you make the move then? Obviously you're in Colorado now, but for a long time you were in Los Angeles. Why'd you decide to go to uh, LA?
1: I think I just had the right people in my life that were supportive enough for it to be a real option. Because I I think I remember before those people came into my life, like the idea of leaving South Dakota was way too scary. And I think it is for a lot of people because you just don't know anything outside of what you know. And to think about moving to this giant city, 13 million people, when you come from a state of 800,000 people, like that's insane. Right. And like, how am I going to make money? Where do I go? Blah, blah, blah. But I had the luck of going to a small Christian college that offered a one semester program in Los Angeles to study film. So I was able to get into that program and being able to go out there for one semester, sort of in, I was in school. So I had like a curriculum and stuff and I had housing and I had, you know, a stipend or whatever. It made it really easy to sort of get my feet wet, see that it's a real place, you know. Um, But that I, along with like having a couple of professors at college that were just the right sort of mentors to like make me believe that I could actually do it, that I could, you know, that it's a real thing that you can actually try um, when getting a theater degree, which I think that it, was your
0: degree, theater.
1: I I had a degree in communication studies and theater, wow. which I think they just tack on that communication studies to be to like, like no 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 it's a real it's a real degree <laughs> it's a real degree.
0: When um, communications is your degree, that they're like no, it's a real degree. Okay, you're you're probably uh, you're yeah. You know, yeah.
1: I mean, I I don't want to discredit my college experience because I think I I think college really did help develop me mm-hmm. into a confident person. That was ready to take on the world and go after it. Um, and, and I think it gave me, you know, I think I think I did learn a lot from college. That being said, if somebody came to me and said, Hey, I want to be an actor, how do I do it? I would not tell them to go to some college in the Midwest and get a theater degree. Yeah. I, I would say recommend move that out there. I would say just move <clears> out there and start doing it. Because if you spend four years, if you really want to do it you spent four years here first, another dude is four years ahead of you because none of this really applies that much except for the whole part of like growing as a as a person and figuring out who you are before you like jump into a pit of wolves Well that LA
0: yeah is. so I I would say that that was probably the right path for you at the time you did it but I th- I would almost say now go to whatever college and just start making stuff on your own. And and I don't even think you have to do L.A., especially if this whole coronavirus deal. But what is nice about L.A. is just there's a lot of people who are doing the same thing. So if you're looking for other actors or whatever, um, you don't have to spend a lot of the shoot training uh, people to act, I guess, or directing people to act who Mm -hmm. don't necessarily do it. Um, but that's also part of the fun of, you know, just finding people, finding your friends and everybody growing together. And maybe one of your friends pops off, too, and you inspire him. And uh, yeah, I think that's well, it's, cool. it's like D1
1: football versus one of the lower tier ones. I don't know. D2. Um, like, you know, if, if you go to a place where all those people want to do that stuff, you're going to find a higher caliber. Of people to collaborate with, which will only make you better.
0: True, you know. But you didn't go out there be, expecting to be like a the social media star you are now. Did you hear that? I just called you a social media star. I want you to remember <laughs> oh, that.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's the face of uh, Facebook celebrity. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: the 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 um, the E list of celebrities. Um, yeah, and I say that being one, but. Um, what did you go out there to do? You went out there to be an actor right away or did you go out there to be in film in a behind the camera sort of way?
1: Yeah, so I mean it's it's one of it's funny because like you get told a lot of things when you're trying to make it, you know? And like one of the things that I was told early on was you can't do all these different things cuz I was like I want to I want to act, I want to direct, I want to edit and they're like you can't do that. You're like, you can't do that. You have to pick one thing and focus on one thing. I was was like, oh, okay. And I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. So I guess, um, I guess I want to act, you know? So I just focused on that. And that is true to a certain extent, right? Because if you, if you have a job editing, you're not going to have time to go audition. You know, you do need to focus on one craft and hit it hard. And so that's what I did. But like being where I am now, I realize that my versatility to be able to do a lot of different things is the only reason that I'm able to do what I I do now,
0: right? Mm-hmm.
1: It's like the tables turn. And like I remember thinking, I struggled a lot because I had a lot of different interests and a lot of different things that I was excited about doing. So I was sort of a jack of all trades. I was doing like stencil graffiti art, and I was you know doing some acting. Graffiti and, art. Yeah, I used to actually, that was one of the first things I did in LA to make money. Me and my, uh, me and one of my roommates, Justin, we uh, started making our own stencils and it was actually started because Heidi, my now wife, then girlfriend was coming out to visit because she didn't live in LA with me yet and I didn't have a birthday present for her. So like we made this stencil of me and her, me and Justin made this stencil of me and Heidi and like sprayed this painting up and we're like, that's pretty sweet. We could probably sell that. So we just started making all these stencils and selling art. And over the course of like 10 years, we must have sold, I don't know, 500 pieces of art or something. Oh, wow. Just an insane, and we got a bunch of big corporate gigs and we did a bunch of like huge murals for ABC Family.
0: And um, and it became See, like this whole thing. You got skills you don't even talk about, uh, which is uh, fun. Yeah, Wait, but that what, was a
1: thing, yeah. What like, year
0: is that? What year is that now? It was...
1: 2011 maybe Okay.
0: yeah okay yeah so and at that point uh, social media obviously you couldn't you know make money being no. uh, YouTube maybe to a very small degree at that point Um, you could there were yeah. some big creators making good money on YouTube but so you were doing stencil art and then yeah. uh, and were you in the film industry at this point or were you I mean, studying to be I an wanted actor wanted to be yeah I
1: wanted to be I was Did you taking take classes, classes and-
0: where'd you take classes is at
1: lifebook acting academy
0: oh i'm so sorry to hear that uh that's, yeah so <laughs> no no, no I, I don't I, even know that one i don't know no i, I know. had
1: great experience there but then i also studied at io west i went all the way through that program there mm-hmm. and then that's i a good I improv did, house i yeah yeah and then i did uh actually like i always i don't know if you spent much time at io did you spend any I, time i IO? went
0: to see a lot of shows at io i did yeah. some stand up there uh so i like it i like that spot
1: yeah because it had a it had a bar
0: Right. It had a bar, so, and they there had was a g- lot of different shows. They have open night yeah. improv. They got uh, stand up. Uh, you know, open mics, all that. I like the upstairs. That upstairs room. If oh, you walk yeah. around back, go up. I did a yeah, lot of stand up there.
1: I did a bunch of shows up and up there too for a while. I was in a house team that. Did performed up in the, the loft, I think it was yeah, called. Yeah, the
0: loft, yeah, yeah. The loft. I love just that Just
1: nasty old couches and stuff. Yeah,
0: um, yeah, don't sleep on those. You'll have a lot no. of acne the next. Uh...
1: So I did the whole iOS program, and then I also did uh, the the first few levels of Groundlings.
0: Oh, wow, you were a Groundlings guy. That's a I'm, hard one yeah. to get into, isn't it? Uh, don't you have to apply <sighs> even to get into the entry-level one there? You do, yeah. you yeah. can't. I
1: mean, you just can't be a total schlep to get into entry and i think i got into advanced and then we had a kid and And
0: time uh, (laughs) time disappeared oh folks excuse the interruption but yeah i want to tell you about cheese brothers real quick once if you're trying to connect with your loved ones this christmas but you can't do it in person send them the gift of love send them the gift of Of cheese, and Cheese Brothers has a hundred years of family experience delivering great cheese from local Wisconsin farmers right to your doorstep. Order right now so you can spread the gift of cheese this holiday season anywhere in the U.S. And when you use Cripes10, that's Cripes10 as a promo code, you get ten. Percent off your order! Holy crime and all Friday—that's a deal, folks. Okay, I actually just sent out some cheese to my buddy Harv. Uh, he was on the podcast a few weeks ago. He's a Midwestern fellow, okay, from Minnesota, but a Packers fan, and uh, he's stuck in L.A. And there's nothing better than a box of Wisconsin cheese to remind him of why he should move back to the Midwest real quick ones. And I also want to thank our title sponsor, Jolly Good Soda. Crime and all Friday, it's good soda. Now, some of you may not know about Jolly Good, but it's a small Wisconsin soda company or, you know, pop company if you're from Minnesota. Uh, They're based in Random Lake, Wisconsin. Now, when I was a kid... It was my favorite soda, okay? I used to mix old fashions with Jolly Good for my family, even when I was just a young sprout, okay? It's how I learned how to mix a drink with the Jolly Good soda. I actually uh, had a slick Jolly Good hat. I wanna tell you about this hat. I I had it. Uh, And it's currently in the bottom of Lake Winnebago. So if anyone's out there, you know, uh, dragging uh, a leech or or, a nightcrawler with a bottom bouncer, okay, and you catch a jolly good hat, that's mine, okay, so I would like it back. Anywho, uh, if you catch it, let me know. Uh, And if you do want to order Jolly Good Soda, just go to JollyGoodSoda.com. You can order some for you. You can order it anywhere in the Midwest. Or you can find it, you know, over at your local Piggly Wiggly. Or if you're up north, you can go to the Triggs or whatnot. So there you go. Anywho, uh, back to the show. You're doing improv and you're doing acting and you're performing and whatnot. Uh, Heidi and you get married when? Mm -hmm. Uh, We got, oh God, got married in 2011. Cool, wow. You know, I asked you when you started acting and you gave me the year right away. I just asked you when you got married and you had to look up, I am gonna send this clip to (laughs) Heidi. It's Uh, so hard to remember (laughs) everything. All the time.
1: Yeah. It was September 24th. Now he's flexing. Yeah, now he's he's pulling (laughs) out the exact date. (laughs) I'm flexing because I know
0: the date I got married. (laughs) So you get married, though, and you have a kid. And for a lot of people, that may like end their career or their aspirations as a performer. But for you, that was sort of the birth of this, not just child, but a whole new career for you. So how did you transition from being an actor and improviser to doing the Dude Dad content? Kicking and screaming. No, not really. Um,
1: I started Dude Dad because I knew that us having a kid would likely end all of the dreams and aspirations I was currently working towards. I like, I I knew it, you know, like I wasn't making very much money as an actor. I would, I got a few roles here and there, but most of them didn't have residuals attached. I, I have like, I think I have two shows that I, no, three shows that I get residuals for now still, but it's, you know, it's not enough. You know, I sort of knew that having a kid I was gonna have to have a much better income to be able to support the family. Heidi was working nonprofit, so she wasn't bringing in that money. I knew that we would likely have to leave LA before long. So I was like, okay, well, if I have to leave LA, you know, maybe I can start making my own videos and and you know, sort of fulfill that creative avenue that way on my own where i Mm -hmm. don't have to like i don't have to get cast in something i can cast myself in whatever i want to do and i'll just make these videos i've seen like these mom blogs and vlogs that have done really well there's not really anything for dads maybe i can be that guy i can make like dad content um and that's how i got into it and i like kind of like launched into it um as sort of just a way to stay creative while being a dad. And it turns out that I think it was a much smarter move than I had ever realized it would be because it is such a niche demographic that also so many, so many people can relate to, right? Yeah. Um, But not only that, like you sort of put myself in this category where I'm a guy that knows how to make videos and now I'm a dad and I'm going to start making videos about that. Where uh, most people that get into it are, I'm a dad, I'm going to start making videos. So they don't have the experience of knowing how to make videos before they get into it. So I had this sort of leg up on them of like already knowing how to do that and now just honing it in on sort of one demographic and one idea. And then it just kind of slowly, slowly evolved and I learned and learned and learned until I am where I am now, five well, years later.
0: Where where did you learn how to do videos? Because people were telling you you could only do one thing, right? Oh,
1: I mean, yeah, I've been doing them since I was a kid though. Literally like when my, when my brother and I were riding BMX, we mm-hmm. got a video camera to shoot BMX videos, which you got some hilarious footage somewhere of just like us crashing to another one bites the dust.
0: Um, you got to You got to repost those at some point.
1: I, I, they're so hard to find, though, because we were also so cheap because we were just kids that we would we had like a Super 8 video camera and we would like finish recording a whole tape of stuff. And then we would like go back and pull the stuff for the highlights and then just record over top of our
0: tape. Uh, yeah.
1: You know, because yeah. we only had like two tapes. Um, so most of that stuff is gone, which is like, you know, if I could go back and, and give my 12-year-old self $100 right now, <laughs> right? Like, go buy get tapes. tapes. Buy Just tapes. like,
0: yeah.
1: I mean, we, we bought the, the video camera to film our, our BMX stuff, but then we also started up our, we started making sketches back then when I was like 10. We we started our own little uh, troupe called uh, Bad TV, you know, like Mad TV, but it was Bad yeah. TV. Yeah. So that's, we had all these different, fun. Yeah. It, I mean, most of them were terrible, but we had all these goofy little sketches. Like we did this one called, uh, the fifth sense. <laughs> so instead of the sixth sense, it was the fifth sense. Yeah, and yeah. like, it's, it's like my brother dressed up as an old man and me, like crying, being like, you know, like all nervous. Cause I'm the one that has the fifth sense. Um, but the 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 joke at the end of it is i say i smell old people <laughs> and that was the whole thing so dumb but like that's what our my 10 year old brain came up with and my brother's 12 year old brain
0: that's actually really good. That's that would be called a cliche reform, I think, or something like that in the comedic world. Or you just take a popular phrase and you change it. So yeah. uh, oh, okay. you had, you had yeah. really good, uh, really good comedic sense in you at such a young age.
1: Yeah, I, I always tell Miles that. Not to talk about Miles a whole bunch more, but like um, I love
0: talking about Miles. He loves oh, no. it too. He's gonna watch this whole <laughs> he's thing. He's gonna love this. He's gonna is, just yeah. uh, fast forward through <laughs> until he hears his name, and then he'll listen to those parts.
1: <laughs> hey, Tyler, Tyler, cut this up. Put this into a <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, oh by the way tyler tyler i i we were shooting recently and we were talking about you um good things of course but then i called tyler taylor and he has never forgiven me uh to this day oh no i
1: i get the same thing i get called tyler all the
0: time so it's just one a that's or i guess i don't know how to spell so anyway uh he has yeah. Yeah. OK, whatever. we don't have to go um, into the nuances.
1: But no, I always tell Miles that he has impeccable improv skills for somebody that's never studied he improv totally at all. does.
0: He's got great instincts. Right? Yeah. He's
1: got really good instincts because like you and I have been through all the classes and stuff. So like, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, you're you're we're doing a mirroring scene, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's what this is. Like, and he just does it naturally. Um, yeah. which is awesome you know and I think we yeah. all have some natural skills but to not even know what improv rules are and be following them is' pretty
0: sweet so you uh getting back to how you started your thing what was your first video because when you found out that um, Heidi was pregnant you that was that your first video to take off
1: it's funny because when we when we found out that Heidi was pregnant I made I made a uh, like a baby announcement video, and that's still one of my favorite videos I've ever done. The cop a uh, baby announcement. Have mm-hmm. you seen that one? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That was just a sketch. I I didn't um I didn't know I was gonna do Dude Dad yet, but that essentially is is really like the first Dude Dad video. Um, but I think we was still doing it under my channel name Briefs TV. The first like actual Dude Dad video where I was like, I'm starting a page called dude dad was uh things you shouldn't say to your pregnant wife Mm. okay which which was pretty fun and i was i think i was a little bit uh edgy or a little bit raunchier when i first started because i think that's such an easy go-to as a comedian when you're like i'm not sure if i'm gonna be funny or not let's just let's be a little bit edgy or raunchy or whatever and then like the further you get into it and the better you get as a comedian you're like Wait, I don't I don't have to do that. I can mm-hmm. be funny without that and I'll actually reach more people because every time you drop an S bomb or whatever, you you lose a few people out of your audience. You know? Shoot, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, shoot, whenever you yeah. say shoot.
0: Well, no, and it's, it's sort of what um, Seinfeld used to say, too, is that he became uh, one of the best, or he was one of the best comedians of his time because he played clean, and because he played clean, it wasn't because he didn't think, You know, it was the other stuff was funny. But if you're a clean comedian, you get more gigs and if you get more gigs, you can work on your craft more and you can get better at it. And the same is true, you know, with this I've got I started off in comedy, uh, you know, doing stand up, doing sketches and a lot of the stuff, too, was, you know, not quite as shareable because it was uh, inappropriate in some ways. But it also is a harder thing to do to make people laugh without. You know swear, uh you know cussing or doing whatever yeah. and from a comedic structure standpoint it's it's such a great muscle to work to try and make people laugh without you know yeah. going going blue or whatever so you your first one was a little bit raunchy is that the one that sort of built the basis of your following or would, i mean what it was wasn't
1: that? it wasn't that raunchy but i just remember being edgier and swearing more and stuff. Um mm-hmm. but that no that definitely didn't build my following. That was just like, you know, that's the first video. Yeah. Um but over the course of that first year I did about fifty videos and my Facebook following after a year was two thousand. I had two thousand people. And some of those were already there when I started because I like I had an actor page, you know? Yeah. Um And I just had switched that to my thing, but I only had a following of 2000 after a full year and making 50 videos. But I had like this really loyal audience that was like, I I put out videos on Fridays and I would like, people were waiting for them. They were always waiting for the video to come out and stuff. And so even though it wasn't very big, Heidi and I had this conversation a lot of like, no, there's something here. Like you need to keep doing this. This Mm -hmm. is good. There's something good there. And, um, and it was, it was some good content. Like, I don't think I was super good at, at knowing how to make viral content yet. Um, but I, I was making videos and they were all about my experiences as a dad. And then with like some, sort of some sketch mixed in with them, but they were very, it was a lot of, very comedic, but very earnest. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I opened up a lot and I think that was the thing that kind of got me started is like being this vulnerable male father figure, you know, because I think a lot of men are scared to do that or think mm-hmm. that it's not masculine or whatever. And I sort of, you know, had a different take on it. And and my different take is now the take that a lot more people are seeing and that it's sort of coming to the forefront of this. There's this huge movement of dads being more invested and taking on more of the parenting roles than than what you know has been in the past, you know, even one generation ago. Mm-hmm. So I think sort of being a part of that movement and being on the front of it and putting myself out there in the limelight of that movement as that movement is taking off, I think had a, a, another sort of piece of helping catapult me forward.
0: What I also think is good is that you spent a year doing a video a week and you sort of got into the rhythm of making videos and you got into the habit of doing that. Whereas I think mm-hmm. what would oftentimes, so if people are out there creating videos and they're like, oh, they're not popping off, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop or whatever. I uh, would definitely yeah. encourage you not to do that because one video is eventually gonna pop off if you keep creating or mm-hmm. whatever. And then you have this whole library of videos people can go back and watch, which is great. But also you can get a lot of stuff out of your system. Like you yeah. can, you know, figuring out how to make a video every week and figuring out the schedule of that you're just preparing yourself for when one video pops <laughs> off to really take advantage of it. You know, it's Have you it's figured almost, that out
1: yet? <laughs>
0: have well, you figured out this,
1: the whole schedule thing? Nah, have you figured
0: that out? No, I mean, we're, all, we're, we're always, uh, what I do know is I know how to make a video on a consistent basis, which is half yeah. of the battle. You know, the worst thing it can be is like, oh, this video took off, now I'm stuck. I don't have anything else. And you think your next video has to be just as good as your last one, yeah. which isn't true. You just need to keep doing it and doing it. Um, but it's it's kind of like a, I don't know a sailboat. <laughs> it's like it, like a mast is out full. You know what I mean? And yeah, when for that sure. wind comes, you want to be able to use the wind to your advantage. If you don't know how to well, sail, it's just gonna topple you. Do you like my sailing analogy? Because I've thought about it a few times, and I think it's okay. Say it again, slow. So it's so you have a sailboat, okay, and mm-hmm. you're out in the middle of the ocean, and your sail is open 100, and the oh. wind is eventually gonna come but if you don't know how to sail, that wind could either capsize you or you could take advantage of the wind and just sail. Okay, yeah. it, it needs some work maybe, but you no, get No, there's it.
1: something there because okay. the other there's part something of that- there.
0: That's what you always say when my stuff is not fully formulated and you're going to cut it out no, no, no. in the edit. No, 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 There's gonna, something I'm there. I'm gonna build off it, I'm okay, gonna build okay. off it. So This is yes and, right, so, this is the IO so skills. You're
1: cr- your career is a sailboat, right? Okay, Okay. Sure. So yep. every video you make is a component of that boat, and you're adding all this cargo and stuff into the boat, right? Every single video is another piece of cargo on the boat, right? And then one day you make the sail, not realizing you made the sail, but that's your viral video, right? So mm. you hmm you throw the sale up and all of a sudden that catches everything. And now everything that you've been working on for the last year. And I think that's something that, that, uh, I've started to experience. And and I'm sure you've experienced as well is like, once it finally starts to take off, like all this work that you've been doing for years is not for nothing. Just because that video only got, you know, 20,000 views back then. Now, because of the sale that you've created. Now everyone's interested in all these other things that you've done over the last over the last five years and they're digging in and these videos that from years ago are starting to get views again because um, because of that that sale, that one sale, you know? But it's that you're starting to realize that now there's all these other sales that you have on board that you didn't even know about, right?
0: Mm-hmm. You're because right. You this is a better analogy now. I'm glad we did this.
1: I'm just helping you work through it. You have brilliant ideas. You just need them put on paper better.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is true. That is the last sketch we shot, how Ikea was made or invented. I had plenty of time to put all the jokes I had on paper, and I didn't put all of them on paper. That's a very frustrating thing for Max, who who produces a lot of my stuff, because a lot of the ideas are in my head, and then I'll get there, and I'll tell everybody what to do. And nobody knows what they're doing, which is not a good way to do it. You should put it on paper because then when people can see the direction, they can add their thing and -hmm. it will be a much better video. So it's good to get over that uh, laziness component that sometimes I have.
1: Yeah, we've we've talked about this a lot. And I think, you know, we're good at it, but it could be be smoother. Mm -hmm. I think we could admit that it could Mm -hmm. definitely be smoother, but I think we still do a good job of like getting it done, you know? And that usually comes with a reshoot. It usually it, comes uh, with a yep, reshoot. Yeah. But
0: you know? that, that's a good thing to keep in mind is, you know, if when you're making videos, just know that it's never going to be perfect. It could always no. be a lot better. You just have to get it done. You just have to like finish. And yeah. uh, that's especially important when you're, early on and you're like oh this video sucks compared to everything else i'm watching just publish it see what people like i almost never published my first man to walk minute because i thought uh i didn't think it was good But a lot of people, I think, are sitting on really amazing content, really amazing ideas that they just don't think is good enough. And I think you just have to lie to yourself, do whatever you got to (laughs) do, you know, to pretend it's good enough, get it out there. People will let you know if it's good or not. You should not let yourself know, because a lot of times we're letting our internal monologue or our internal lack of what what do you call it? Uh, 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 Self-consciousness or whatever it is, stop us from you know, really uh, finding our potential. And that's that's a big tragedy of the time, I think, especially when people are, are so busy comparing themselves to other folks on mm-hmm. uh, Instagram and, and Facebook and all that oh, crap. Oh,
1: man, yeah. I mean, it's a game that, especially as an actor, but as a creator as well, that we play over and over and over where it's like, oh, this person's doing this better than me. Oh, this person's this. It's an easy trap to fall into where you... Mm-hmm. Are putting yourself against each other in competition when we're not in competition no. you know yeah like and i think that's something that we've realized together in our own little group is that like dude all the boats rise mm-hmm. like if you if you work together and and i think that's what facebook was trying to do by having they they did like a big uh Facebook creator meetup or whatever. And they, and they, they saw it. They're like, if we get all of them together and get them to collaborate, they will only do better. Mm-hmm. And that's so true that like, I mean, we see it off of like it, Most of the time when I meet people, they'll ask me about one of you guys, right? Because mm-hmm. they see us as see us together and they've found each other through us. So those collaborations really have brought in so many new viewers because, uh, because of the sort of the cross promotion of it, you know. Um, but then it's also like people who think you're hilarious think I'm funnier because I'm associated with you, or they're like think I'm cooler because they're like, oh, he knows Charlie. Like even <sighs> when you were here and we like, um, we were just shooting around my neighborhood, mm-hmm. like there was like neighbors talking about it. Oh They're really? Like, hey, the, those YouTubers got Charlie Barons over here. That's <laughs> <laughs> so like DJ. Really? Yeah, In Colorado, DJ's like I got that. Huh? Yeah. That's yeah, nice. Charles. excuse me. Uh DJ, he's like a little informant because not a lot of people know who DJ is yet. So like, he'll hear people talking and
0: stuff. Oh, he's your uh, informant. Yeah. That's hilarious. He's your ears, he's your ears in the cul-de-sac. Well, exactly. yeah, let's talk about that. You decided to move from Los Angeles to Colorado recently during the pandemic actually. What what inspired that move? The
1: pandemic. Okay, yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. LA is is such a I have a love-hate relationship with L.A., but it definitely does not give you a good bang for your buck if you're uh, no, trying to... especially not if you're a parent, you mm-hmm. know? Like,
1: L.A. was a good place to spend some time, and I learned a lot in L.A., and I met so many amazing people in L.A., and just learned a lot about the world, you know? It's such a diverse place that coming um, from South Dakota, like, I think South Dakota, I learned a lot in so many different ways, but mm. those two places could not be more different Mm -hmm. right so i really value that i have gotten to live in both of those places because i learned a lot about what it's like to grow up in the in a rural community and know what that's like and know what it's like to to ride the bus to school and their bus routes like 30 miles long Mm -hmm. you know and like growing up uh riding my bike down to the creek to fish for bullheads with my brother in the summer and stuff like that. I love
0: fishing bullheads. That's a whole other story, though.
1: If you could catch anything other than a
0: bullhead, it was like, oh, my God! It's it's a bluegill! Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. bullheads are little swamp monsters.
1: Uh Uh-huh. But then, like, to move from there to one of the largest cities, um in the US and experience that and experience what it's like to be around strangers constantly, you Mm -hmm. know, and what that's like and to, you know, be in all these different classes and stuff and make all these friends with all these random people from all walks of life. Such a different experience, such a rad experience. Um, But anyway, once we had kids, LA became a lot harder because it's just Mm -hmm. not set up for children. You know, right. you know, we were like Heidi was was commuting to work every day. And her commute was like an hour one way. And was she was four taking miles the kids. Away. Yeah. I think <laughs> it was 12. But still. But then she would drop the kids off at daycare on the way. So the, the kids um, would spend like an hour and a half in the car every single day. And it's just expensive. And like hanging out with our friends became so hard because we had to move around the city so many times to get affordable housing that also had a yard and blah, blah, blah. So like, you know, you know what it's like, it's like, Hey, let's, you want to go hang out at Charlie's tonight? Like it's in Venice. I don't know. That's it's five o'clock right now. So we'd have to leave in like two hours. And then, you know, so it's just a drag. And once dude dad finally took off in a way that it was like, okay, no, we can, we can. I can support my family like this and I could probably support them better if we move someplace cheaper. I don't need traditional Hollywood anymore. And once that became apparent, it was like, okay, I think I'm ready. And I started talking to Heidi about it and we started looking at different cities and stuff that we wanted to go to. And um, Fort Collins was always sort of like in the list because we have some really close friends here. And we've been here a few times and it's gorgeous here and it's like uh, very family oriented very close to the mountains the weather is good like it has all four seasons but it's not like um it's not your it's south not, dakota
0: winter <laughs>
1: it's not your south dakota winter the way my buddy burke always says it is uh in in fort collins the snow falls like this straight down <laughs> and in south dakota the, the snow falls like this <laughs>
0: it falls right, sideways. In yeah. right in your face right in your face I'm not being rude here. I'm just texting my brother, actually, because uh, we're- Fishing bluegill? Well, close. We're actually going to shoot bows.
1: We should really, like, figure out a video we can make with those freaking crossbows.
0: I've never shot crossbow really before, so this is my first experience with it. I, I would not hunt with a crossbow, because I think they're fun, uh, because I feel like Tyrion Lannister. But anyway, I haven't done it before, so I'm excited to give it a go. Why wouldn't you hunt with it? I mean, it's it's harder than a rifle. Yeah, not by much, though. am I mean, I feel like if I'm going to do crossbow, I'll just hunt with a rifle, or yeah. you know, and just go to gun season. I mean, look, I don't have any real thoughts or judgments on. It. Some people don't like crossbow hunting. Really, it's for some folks who have some trouble with m- yeah. movement, and that's why yeah. the crossbow like my, is there. My
1: uncle has a, a bum shoulder, and he's an archery hunter, so he was able to get a, a uh, crossbow tag, um, which was super helpful to him. Yeah. I did find out that in Wyoming anybody can still carry a crossbow. So I was like, oh man, I'm only like 45 minutes from Wyoming. Maybe I can get an archery tag there and use it. Cause like part of me wants to try it. Is no, it like,
0: I, especially I for archery, like,
1: archery hunting is hard. Like, yeah. you know, you gotta get within 60 yards. Of, of an animal to to get a, a good shot, and
0: even that's sixty yards is still
1: kind of a long shot.
0: Yeah, you and know? I, and I guess that's sort of my thing with the crossbow. is got a scope on it, so but really, if you got to use a scope with archery, I would not. I mean, I wouldn't yeah. take that shot because you're just. Realistically, gonna-
1: though, you can still only shoot about a hundred yards with a crossbow where with a rifle i i have uh friends that have dropped animals from 600 yards you know
0: oh yeah yeah sure i mean let me just put it this way for my skill level i i'm not trusting my shot enough to you know i don't if if i'm going to go like if i'm going to take out an animal it's i'm not going to risk wounding it and then for sure i'm sure people listening to this are like oh if you really care about the animals you won't be hunting them but i mean i think some animals you hunt environmentally it's pretty good uh do you want me to always is is someone walking oh hey juno how you doing She can't hear you oh okay well tell her i says hi (laughs) i think environmentally actually hunting deer is is good for the environment if you do it in a sustainable way because you get so much meat out of that and that's a it's a fairly green way to yeah. eat. Well, from what I understand, archery hunting is actually the most
1: humane way to take an animal too. If you take a good shot, yeah, right? If you shoot if. them in the guts, then definitely no. no but eat. if you sh- if you shoot them right through the heart with with one of those broadheads, mm-hmm. they're so sharp. You know, it's like when you cut yourself with a kitchen knife and you don't even feel it right away, and then mm-hmm. you're all like, suddenly like, oh my gosh, I'm bleeding everywhere. It's the same thing with an, with. Uh, archery broadhead where it'll go through, right through their heart they won't even know that they got hit mm-hmm. and then they'll tip over dead
0: you know yeah yeah uh you went hunting recently actually didn't you you went uh did you get a deer i didn't even ask you
1: i i got a doe i shot a doe i had a shot on a buck and i got buck fever pretty bad and missed it not quite over it yet but how big was the rack it was big enough
0: it was how definitely big, big you enough. saw it i don't know My I mean i
1: just to the edge of the ears, yeah, probably okay. eight to ten point back. How did it feel
0: when you missed it?
1: Felt pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I didn't did. know I missed it because, you know, sometimes they they usually run a little bit, so I like yeah. walked up there, but I kind of in the back of my head felt like I missed it, and How then I far went up was and fine.
0: It was like ten feet, wasn't it?
1: No, it was like hundred and
0: fifty yards. Did you um, not exhale? What's what's your deal?
1: Yeah, something like that, man. I was I was shaking and. It's, I hadn't hunted deer in like 10 years.
0: Okay. Um, but you weren't shaking for that dough. You were? Nope. I dropped that dough like a ton of bricks. <laughs> Did you get um, uh, jerky made? What, what, what'd you do? No, me? they
1: didn't, they couldn't do jerky at the processor I went to. So I got some breakfast sausage and I got some brats. Did you get and tested
0: then... for the chronic
1: wasting? we kept the heads and then uh, i don't know my dad asked somebody and they didn't want them or they weren't doing it anymore so we pinched them but hey uh, really? let's, let's get back to let's get back to these are uh, important
0: you got to you i'm trying to you know encourage people to get their deer tested for cwd you know i i love
1: how you slip in all of, all of your uh, what, that's what you got public do. service announcements no, I, and all I, your it's, videos it's,
0: i'm trying not to get a bunch of wasted deer going you know, that's it. <laughs> Get that's out there an and vote. Thing. That's an important thing. look. Yes. CWD and, and and voting. Yeah, hunters voting. will appreciate that. Hunters will appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. All right. where 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 were we? You were clearly um, uncomfortable with us talking about how you missed that beautiful box. You I don't, know. Wouldn't that look good in your garage? That mount and and the whole. I deal? have
1: a mount. Well, uh, I mean, I'm trying. You know, it's it's funny because like it's such a dumb thing, but like. I haven't beat myself up over something like that in so long. Or That's like am you know, hanging
0: you, on this topic. I, yeah, you I know why? Really you you, you like
1: something happens and you just like beat yourself up over it over yeah. and over and over again. Yeah. It's that shot. It's that shot. And but <sighs> it's gonna make me a better hunter because of it. Because I've learned my lesson that like I think I went into that shot thinking it was easier than it was. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I didn't take my time like I should have. Um, yeah. And I miss and I miss that frickin' buck, man. But never wow. again. Yeah, now you gotta, gotta go you gotta
0: practice a lot. You gotta practice a lot so it's like yep. second nature. I gotta go out
1: and, and spend like four grand on a new rifle and, yeah, uh, yeah, that- and
0: a scope. <laughs> that's that's everybody's go-to it's i'm not gonna practice more with this gun i'm just gonna get a new one you know Yep.
1: this gun is tainted this is a this is a Um, dog must be a (laughs) bent
0: barrel on this thing or something yeah it's a dough gun that's it yeah so uh what is what's next for you i don't i know we're running low on time here but what what's the what's i know you got a show Hmm. coming out so tell us about that
1: Oh, yeah. So I've got a show coming out on the Magnolia Network. Um, Which is Chip
0: and Joanna Gaines' network. Yep. Yeah,
1: Chip and Joanna Gaines. I've sort of, uh, you know, formed up a relationship with them over over the course of the last couple of years. Um, awesome people. And they gave me this opportunity. They have my own cable TV show. It's a reality show. It's called Super Dad. And basically the show follows me coming alongside um a super dad to sort of help him build something cool for his kids in their backyard so it's the dads that don't really know how to build stuff so i come in with the know-how and the crew and help them build something really awesome and and spectacular for their kids but the 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 other part of the show that i really love is while i'm teaching them carpentry they're teaching me something about fatherhood each of these dads that was cast in each of these episodes of the show have a unique story to tell and so I sort of get to view fatherhood from their viewpoint through each episode as well really cool super inspiring but it's also really funny and just like lots of fun and games the builds are awesome it's I'm really proud of it. I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be awesome. It's something the whole family can watch. When it's is it be, coming out? It still hasn't been announced yet. So mm-hmm. th- just stay tuned. The Magnolia Network hasn't been announced when it's coming out yet. It was supposed to come out in like October, but then COVID happened. So mm-hmm. it got pushed. It will be coming out in 2021 for sure. Um, I think that's probably about as much as I can say, but yeah. Uh, I know the episodes are almost all edited now, so it's getting close to being ready. Um, So as soon as that network launches,
0: our show should launch with it. Sweet, man, I'm excited to see it. Um, Before I let you go, what advice do you have for someone who wants to uh, do what you do? Don't
1: wait around for permission, just do it, you know? And do it over and over and over and over again. You know, I think the trouble that people get into is they see someone's viral video and they go, oh my gosh, that guy, you know, he got so lucky he got that viral video, right? And then you look back at that guy and more times than not, that is not their first video. They've been doing it for years and years and years to hone that craft and figure that out. I did a a talk at Dad 2.0 and my whole talk was about that, of like, um, I had this running theme of like, And then came my big break, right? And because I had like, you know, 20 big breaks that changed my life. But really all that was is like building blocks of like having to continually put in the work over and over and over to get those opportunities to happen, right? Hard work,
0: (laughs) dedication. yeah, you got that. You definitely got that Midwest uh, work ethic. That's for sure. Uh, you really know how to put your nose to the grindstone. So, okay, question for you. This isn't your podcast. Um, sorry.
1: Yeah, I know, but I wanted to ask. I wanted to ask you some question because it's still valid. First off, who's it easier to shoot videos with, me or Miles? Uh, uh,
0: <laughs> no, no, this is this is a very complicated question. Okay, you, <laughs> unpack you, it, unpack it. Miles and Miles and I are two peas in a pod. We both uh, half write scripts in our head, and we're pretty confident that we're. Miles is a great ideas guy. Like Miles can get mm-hmm. like that miles will come up with an idea and i'll be like uh he, he's the king of coming up with the idea that like i should have thought of that you know mm-hmm. he's great at doing that and we have a lot of fun uh improving together uh, as well but he's not one to write a script and if you write a script he's not one to read that script before you shoot <laughs> or he'll <laughs> glance over it you know uh which is hilarious but i also think that he knows that his instincts are good and that he brings a lot you know if you and he also knows you'll i will or you will like sort of guide him if he's not uh, hitting the line or whatever so he's he's pretty i think we have a good working relationship in that way you are i'm definitely not answering this question uh for sure <laughs> no you are uh, but, you are but you are you are good at writing out the entire thing and being just a producer you know what i mean having like all your ducks in a row like the target shoot i'm thinking specifically you had a script for that and that was the first time we all were like oh look at spielberg over here he wrote a (laughs) script you know Um, yeah but and then you you know in terms of props and all that sort of stuff you think of that sort of stuff so that is cool like anytime i do a shoot with you i know that you know a lot of that will be taken care of and as a consequence, I sort of become more like Miles when I shoot with you. Whereas I'll be like, "Yeah, Taylor will take care of it. It'll be fine. Yeah, and then
1: you're just like off like doing cameos while I'm like (laughs) trying to get the shoot together and you're off
0: like, (laughs) <laughs> you know, I do. Like, hey, how's
1: you doing, buddy? <laughs>
0: uh, I was on the <laughs> that was a road. a terrible Charlie. I Christian. was on the road for hours and hours. At that point, I had to get some of those cameos taken care of. So you know that they only have seven days, and I I can't let Trish, okay, over there and Nina go without getting a birthday Wait, wish. Hey, for hey, how you her doing here, Okay, you <laughs> I know? heard it's your birthday, and. uh all right. Watch There's, out for deer. You know what? I don't appreciate this uh, poor imitation, which is a little too accurate for my I liking. still
1: want to do a video as you at
0: some point. I think that would be a lot of fun. Well, you're going to have to work on your accent, friend, because I just heard your attempt. And it. Uh, you have a lot of the nuances, but you got to work on that accent. Yeah, so. I got to get a little bit thicker. It's It's how you move your mouth. It I is think. how you move your mouth. So look at me, look at me, okay? And uh, if you just uh, only drop your bottom jaw, okay? Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Stop smiling. Yeah, okay. Stop smiling. You got to pretend it's real cold out. Okay. And you can only afford to move <laughs> it's real, the it's bottom real part of your jaw. And pretend like you're shivering a little bit. Like, oh gosh, it's cold <laughs> out there. Oh, oh, geez.
1: oh geez, the pea, heavens, the peat is cold out there, huh? Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, Up there at the lake at Pelican somewhere. Lake. Oh yeah, yeah right they're going there, crazy out like, there at the lake. Yeah, why is that? What are they catching out there?
1: <laughs> oh, they're, they're hitting them blue kills real hard out are there. Are they in the getting lake? them blue yeah. kills.
0: What are they using to get them? Are they using <laughs> They're worms? jigging them. They're, they're jigging them with the worms. Jigs, you yeah, say. sure. Okay, yeah. crawlers, huh? The, the beaver tails, the tail of the beaver tail. I'm telling the you, that's the money right there. Yeah. Oh, thank you for the lesson in that. That's fantastic. That's a children's book that I'm going to write. My dad came up with that. the The tale oh. of the beaver tail. I like it's, it. It's it's like the Midwest uh, Simba Mufasa talk about the circle of life. Because the beaver tail obviously is going to die because it's going to go to the so. bluegill, and then. <laughs> You get That's it. Great. You get it. I can tell you. Have zero I get it. Faith I get it. Children's book, but it's going to no, be no, no. It's
1: going to be good. Anything be with your name dark. on it, it's going to be It'll, good.
0: Oh, shut up, shut
1: up. Uh, That's so, your way of saying no, because you're a celebrity. So anything you touch right. is going to yeah, sell. I'm not a celebrity, um, thanks. But uh, I, I here's the deal. I want to put this out there. I, I want. I'm. I'm going to come up to Wisconsin, and you are going to lead. We're gonna come up with an idea and you're gonna lead the whole shoot. You're gonna get all the props. You're gonna do all the jazz. I'm gonna show
0: up and I'm just gonna do whatever you tell me to do. Okay, fine. I'm excited for that. It's gonna gonna be an entire day event because I'm not gonna have anything prepared, but I'm excited to do it. So plan for a whole day because I will be ill prepared. (laughs)
1: I'm I'm gonna show up. You won't have your pants on yet. And then you're gonna start making calls of like where we can go shoot this at and what props and I still we need. want to have my pants on at that point. No. Nope. Nope. Well, okay. I'm excited for it. It's been a pleasure going on this journey with you. I think the first time we talked, I literally knew nothing about you other than that you made videos and that you were from the Midwest. That's yeah. pretty much all I knew. Like you and Miles did a couple videos and I already done a couple of videos with Miles and we connected and I'm like, yeah, let me just talk to this guy. And then I found out that you have a place in LA and I was like, oh crap, like he's right down the
0: road. I didn't even know that, you know? Yeah, no, it's it's small world and it, it it's been fun. I remember first time I talked to you, it was on uh, 41 coming back from Fond du Lac. So that's, that's where I talked to you. I was at my grandparents in Fond du Lac. Oh yeah. I was in my backyard in Van Nuys, California. Yeah. See from Fond du Lac to Van Nuys, it it all came together. Fond du Lac. It's, it's it's been, it it has been a journey. It's been very fun and hopefully we can continue to not piss each other off long enough to uh, continue making videos. You know, you don't piss me off. I do on occasion. Um, in fact, I have video proof of it and uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, un- the unedited, unedited footage. Yeah, unedited. No, footage.
1: I think we're just getting closer and closer to under- like to to getting down our rhythm and and I shouldn't say figuring out how to shoot a video together in the most like organized way possible because like I get nervous whenever I go into a video shoot because. And and you'll see it happen when I go when I get into shoot mode I start doing this and I'm yeah. like all over the place because I'm trying to make sure that I don't waste anyone's time and that we're getting everything we need so mm-hmm. my brain like clicks into fifth gear and I'm just like going 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 because yeah. I'm trying to make sure that we're getting all of our bases covered and then I have this like script in my head that I'm trying to make sure that we follow so that we have everything we need so we don't have to do that reshoot but when I get in that mode I ultimately start missing some of the beautiful stuff that's happening in the moment which is you yours and miles's improv that's just happening but ultimately we end up having that in the can anyway and then in the edit it gets used i think it's a matter of like getting that script outline there and knowing it so that we are both on the same page of what direction the shoot is going with the ability to drive into the ditch.
0: Yeah, definitely. I totally agree. We we, and we learn as we go. And another thing I learned is don't give you Nas as a prop because you'll end up drinking it. And then then that just there's one thing you do not need. And and that's caffeine. Okay, I was
1: I was raging so hard (laughs) after that video shoot. It was gnarly. Like I should not have Nas. Ever that was nasty. Well, I, but, I
0: drank all of that stuff, and then I it, it actually worked out because I had to drive back to Wisconsin. Dude, it was and I that was one the of the night because I couldn't sleep.
1: That was such a perfect part of that shoot though, because like in real life, those guys would have been on Coke. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. the fact that they weren't on Coke and it was just energy drinks, I think made it so much funnier mm-hmm. because A you don't lose half your audience right away because mm-hmm. you turn us into these like Coke addicts that people can't really like get on board with and like, right. or like less likable if you were Coke addicts. But the fact that it's just pounding five different types of energy drinks, I mm-hmm. think is so freaking funny.
0: Right, that's, that's kind of called uh, in, or in the comedy deal, I think that it's called like small thing made big. So you take oh, something yeah. small, like, and you compare mm-hmm. it to something big or whatever and so. then Todd
1: too like we didn't even know Todd until the day we we shot with him because he was just a friend of a friend mm-hmm. cuz I was talking to my buddy Burke I was like I think we should have a third guy there somebody that we just don't listen to that can be the voice of reason and, and he's Grinch like is how about a great this guy? idea?
0: he made yeah. the video oh 100% it, it would have been awful without him
1: half of the comments were just about Todd because yeah. if Todd wasn't cuz Todd is you know, again, speaking to our our improv uh, experience and like in the improv rules, Todd is the straight guy, but not just a straight guy, he is the audience's viewpoint. Mm -hmm. People get to see us through Todd because Mm -hmm. he's the one in the room that is the most like the audience where they're just like, those guys are nuts. This isn't a real thing. These are they're crazy people and he's the real person in the room. Yeah, so we just like found this random guy we're like well, he doesn't have to say much as long as he's got a good look and um but he 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 was great at it and just like sat there and just took it and half of the comments in our videos are just about todd
0: yeah i i loved it we gotta do another video with him
1: todd his real name is mars marshall he's had several like single moms from his past reach out to him after seeing him in that video. Oh boy. So he's like getting dates out of it. Oh my it now, gosh. Which that, could not make me any
0: happier. That's amazing. That's amazing. Hopefully, maybe he finds his next wife through that video, you know?
1: Maybe, maybe if uh he gets married, we can show up at his wedding dressed in, in the
0: same yeah, thing.
1: Yeah. And I was wearing
0: Vincent... cargo shorts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and my my glasses it, with the underwear sticking out oh, and cargo shorts and we'll just it. we'll just go to the wedding just hopped up on nos
0: yeah and monster and five hour energy and coffee all good i'm glad we did it well listen man we've officially done an official midwest goodbye on this podcast which is amazing so um no more fitting way to end uh, and what? I would honestly sit here and talk to you for another hour if I didn't have to go shoot. My brother just texted me. He said, don't forget the recurve bow. And that's that's at my buddy's house. So now, nice. now I just added five minutes to my drive. So we're going to shoot crossbow recurve. and recurve and see how it goes.
1: Recurve. Recurve is just.
0: Gym class. Is just
1: Yeah, yeah. Just like. The, yep. not a compound. I just yep. haven't heard that word recur. Like I had a lot of recurve bows growing up, but like mm-hmm. I haven't heard the word recurve in so long. And now I'm I'm looking at the word going like, how does that mean that?
0: Yeah. Well, cause right? it's, it's curved this direction. Then you gotta recurve it to the other direction to string oh, it. Oh,
1: you're right. Yeah, because yeah. when you string it, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so. Okay.
1: Cool, man. Well, it's been a pleasure. This is probably the funnest podcast I've ever got to do. So thank you for being a great host and and your journalist background speaks volumes to your ability to lead a podcast. So congrats on that.
0: I'll Venmo you the money uh, for reading that script I gave you to say at the end of this. So I really appreciate it. Cool, buddy. All right. Well, tell tell Heidi I said hi and we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good, buddy. All right. Bye-bye. All right, and that's it for this week's episode of the Cripes Cast. Make sure you follow Dude Dad on Facebook and Instagram. That's at Dude Dad. Oh, and also, real quick reminder if you're liking this podcast, don't forget to give it a rating and to leave a comment. I want to hear what you got to say, okay? Seriously, let me know. All right, folks, until next week, keep her moving and watch out for deer. So roll out the barrel and get the band brewing. Life's got you down. Just keep her moving. It's on Wisconsin, the badgers say it's the old Wisconsin jubilee. You know, sometimes when you're ice fishing, you put your foot into walleye hole and go ass over tea kettle and you think you're done. No, you got to keep her moving.